You're listening to Futurish. Hello, hello, my babies. Okay, that's terrible. Okay, this is why I did the intro, but I'm going to let it roll, whatever. Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of Futurish. My name is Peter and I'm here today joined by my always lovely colleague. Uh, you're not a colleague, you're my friend, so I don't know why. Gerhard. Oh, thank you, Gerhard. Okay, but you're horrible at this introduction thing. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm your co-host, Gerhard. I'm here in Helsinki. And uh, Pete, you are in Melbourne, aren't you? I am in Melbourne, yeah. Not Melbourne, Florida. There's another Melbourne. Did you know that? Melbourne, Australia. I knew that. Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Melbourne, Wonderful. Australia. It's really nice. It's actually been, um, today was actually really lovely cold weather, but not too cold, but a little bit of warmth and it's like, it was really oh, beautiful. Really nice and cozy. It's really good walking through the city. It's really nice. Well, How's the weather over there? Actually, super sunny. Um, as, a, as you can see in the video cam, I'm sunburned. Well, they can't see. I can. You but you can. Very pink. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I wouldn't say tan. That's a bit of a stretch. I would say pinkish, no. tomatoish. You seen, you've seen Futurama, yeah? Zoidberg? Yeah. yeah. You remind me a little bit of Zoidberg, you know? Thank you. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's a great compliment, you know? Wonderful. I loved him. <laughs> so, so just like, uh, I think, um, a little context of Futurish. What is this about, Pete? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing it? Well... I mean, the first and uh, foremost reason is actually to keep in touch um, together. So like, we've worked um, overseas in Germany in the past and um, we had such a great um, bromance that um, since then, back in, I think it was like 2012 or 2013 that we first yeah. met, uh, since then we've you know stayed in touch and um, gone on great adventures overseas, um, great adventures in Australia um when you're living in melbourne as well and um this is our way to keep in touch so what better way to have a podcast than to talk about all things technology design strategy um basically cool shit on the internet you know perfect yeah totally sums it up and um yeah we had a bit of two years break but now i think this year we 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 came back we forgot for two years, basically. We forgot, yeah, we yeah. forgot for two years. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest about this. We forgot this. to upload, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, we, we, been, we used to do it weekly. This is the whole reason back then it didn't work, was that it was weekly. It was a lot to do on a weekly basis. Exactly, we especially with the time difference. <laughs> no, it was a lot. And then we started fading, and then it's like, okay, let's have mm. a break. And now we, yeah. we're back with once a month, and uh, it's, yeah, it's going well. It's, it's been it's, going really well. It's, been, actually, it's yeah. going really well, yeah. And um, it felt like we have. Uh, it's been a struggle to get done. You know, like um, it means if we miss one week, we can always delay it another week. And as long as exactly. you know, we've got we've got basically four times to do it. So wonderful. Good. And uh, what do we have today? So I think uh, today we have uh, two interesting topics. The we first one. Two interesting topics. Yeah. Two interesting. First one is yours. Yeah, the first one we're going to talk about. Um, very interesting demographic, the aging population, how this actually, because we live longer and longer and how this will impact mm-hmm. actually products and services. And then we're going to have a very, I think, a very passionate topic that we both share mm. that will be paid. 
We won't. Should we say it? Like, okay. Well, oh, should we say, say it now? Hopefully, oh, hopefully I... we get to it. Hopefully we get to it. But um, okay, let's let's keep it. No, 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 no. Let's don't say it. Let's don't say it. Let's keep it. Well, as a we secret. say because is it E three E three? Oh man. Okay. Entertainment Expo. You know, like it's the every year like video game nerds go in and like <laughs> and video game companies release information to those nerds like us. So yeah, <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, let's, let's just get right into it. So. Um, I read this very interesting. So I'm um, a subscriber of AngelList, mm. and they send you, I think, weekly or yeah, 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 little digested emails about interesting topics in the startup world. And there was one interesting, I think, little. I wouldn't say article, like little. I wouldn't say it's like four paragraphs. <laughs> it's called little <laughs> article. <laughs> But basically, they were talking about as of 2018, the global numbers of people over the age of 64 um, officially eclipsed the number of under the age of five. So and more new old people are staying alive than new people. Exactly. New people coming. Yeah. And so they actually this shouldn't become a surprise because our medicine is advancing, advancing ever more. Mm. And the life expectancy is just increasing from year to year. Mm. So this... And, the quite, and so what they were talking about is like this is actually quite interesting um, that this, or I haven't thought about this actually huge market we often overlook, but also we overlook this in the sense that we design products and services not specifically meeting the needs of people of the age 64 and above. Yeah, yeah. Think about this. Like, you know, think about apps, you know, like how the, the fonts are, how, you know, or in general, like how the usability is. Mm. So my question is, you know, think about it now. What if you, f- you think about this having aging group or demographic? What comes to your mind? You know, think about it, what products we could miss or like what are, have you thought about them? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I had a friend of mine who used to work. Um, he did um, virtual reality. Uh, Mark, like uh, um, Mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he. Um, he did um, virtual reality apps um, for uh, people with dementia and um, those in, you know, like um, elderly patients who were unwell and needed some ways to kind of like, you know, de-stress and take yeah. away their mind. Um, the problem is like, there's there's a couple two problems. One is the digital market that we know it today. The majority of the elderly um, market isn't really there, you know. That's true. Like, um, now, I, I would like to think it's because they're so chill that they don't give a shit about like <laughs> trying to be social in the, on the internet, you know. Um, but I think it's because they've grown up in a time where there was no such thing as smartphones and and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And they've learned to adapt and to enjoy life without technology, you know, which kind of envy. And it's probably the one of the last times, like that last generation, that's really going to experience that, right? Um, Absolutely. Because I don't think technology is going to go anywhere. Um, the second reason that I think is there's not really much money to be made in the elderly market. Like, um, there is in hospital care and things mm-hmm. like that, but you look at, uh, I can't remember what documentary I was uh, watching, but uh, bed sheets in hospitals, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they go for the cheapest and cheapest, and, you know, they don't care about the patient's care. They just care about what's the most cheap thing to put out there, 
you know, and they could spend an extra couple of cents per patient and so get something a little bit higher threaded count. But, you know, it's just because, I don't know. Like, that means actually, I totally, actually, I totally share your, what you're just saying, because I think, yeah, most of our, at the moment, if you look at the moment, the demographic, like the elderly people beyond 64, yes, they don't, you know, they don't really have this connection to the digital product service markets in general. Like, yeah, I remember my grandfather, um, who actually <laughs> learned himself how to use a PC and everything in his late, mm. like early 80s, like this last five years of his life, basically, that was amazing. Oh, I think it was very inspiring. Yeah. And he, well, he learned it really quickly. But I do think actually, I think we have to probably look a bit ahead. So probably we will be the pioneering generation of elderly markets mm. that actually yeah, will use sure. uh, take advantage of all this digital stuff out there. Yeah. And another thing that came to my mind, think about um, how do sorry, I forgot the name. But what is what is called if you like the the, the care houses when you're an, you know, old person and they sent you this uh, hospice care. Yes, it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember the actual name, for it, but there's, yes, yeah, it's technically called a hospice care. Yeah, exactly. So think about it, you know, maybe our generation may look like something like, you know, where you have video games and maybe have like, you know, be allowed to smoke weed because it's going to be legalized everywhere in the world yeah. in 50, hundred years. Stuff like that. Well, like 50 years, we're going to be 80 something. PD. Yeah, true. <laughs> But we won't, we'll be kind of like accustomed to what we found interesting growing up, not what's new. Like, look at, you know, all the new stuff that's coming out now um, with the kids, you know. But what is it? Like, oh, I mean, a good example was Snapchat, right? Like, Snapchat was a a young, sort of like driven, hip and coming up app, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, but I think you have to be careful. I do think, you know, like, yeah, that's one app, but I think our curiosity and our first or like you know our hunger to learn about new technology is ingrained in us we're like this millennia generation that grew up with you know this it was like the the merge of two worlds basically the the old analog Mm. world and the digital so we had to kind of like we grew up with this hunger to learn about it but even though everyone has that or is it just us like because we're very i mean me and you and um the people we know we are very on the precipice of enjoying. Yeah, we are thinking more on the nerdy side for sure. But I think yeah. that's what I mean. There's going to be a market for those people. We're going to be like the pioneering nerdy elderly dudes who are going to be in their 70s, <laughs> still play games or like, yeah, I don't know. Probably. For sure. I, that's what I, I mean, mean, you know? I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know if I would be. I'm I, sure you would. If you will play games with your I'll grandchildren. Have- and your children oh, sure, actually you're right yeah you're probably right i mean i don't know what whatever will there exist i'm sure you will and you know what made me think about this because i'm following this tv channel german tv channel gaming channel called rocket beans tv mm. and okay they started they were actually the first actually in the german speaking area the first people who did um let's plays in a sense but on tv like it was early early 2000s or 1999 it was a tv channel mm. called giga and they were like in the early 20s back then. And this kind of like core group and now they have been, you know, stuck together ever since. And now they have this YouTube channel, like this company Rocket Beans TV, which is about gaming and all kinds of stuff. And they people, I mean, they are in their early 40s, you know? Wow, okay. And think about this, there will be people who are going to be in the 50s, probably 60s, and still talk about games yeah. and go to E3 and, you know, like 
all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel that technology is changing a lot of the future. You know, a good example. Okay, so when when I read your article, um, what came to my mind is um, this stat about the average marriage age. Mm-hmm. Like, so in 1962, 90% of 30-year-olds had been married at least once, right? Now, last year in 2018, now this is the US market, since yeah, yeah. theory of data, right? But 2018, that 90% value dropped down to 54%. And it's dropping year over year. Mm-hmm. So as time goes on, less and less people are getting married, less and less people are having kids as well. Like, that could be worrying, right? Like the sort of spread and like, you know, I mean, marriage, I don't think, you know, it would have a big impact on society. You know, people yeah, yeah, sure. feel like, you know, whatever, it's a new age. It's, you know, like the, the legalities and um, the sort of reasons people got married in the past aren't really being as respected against right. in the current day of age, right? So that's fine. Uh, you know, it's a sad thing to some, I'm sure, but um, in reality, it's not really going to affect society. Now, having not having kids, you know, my and doing that sort of stuff, like, could that have a sort of sort of one impact in the future? And if that's the case, then. You know, the things that we think society has now, you know, like um, we think what society's basis of now might not be the society when we grow up. Mm-hmm. So unless we keep on the precipice of discovering new technology, which, you know, is fucking difficult, you know, but we do it because we're interested in it. But, it Speak- is a lot of work. but speaking of that, actually, another factor would actually probably impact uh, the decline in, I, guess, I would say, more in the Western world of having you know the the the, the birth rate mm. is at the moment they're working on a non-hormonal based uh, contraception for men and oh, okay. it's advancing very well so uh, they said i mean it will take a while but probably 10 years is going to be on the market but um basically what it is it's really cool <laughs> it's 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 so it's non-hormonal based and what it does it slows down or takes away the energy of your sperm so they can't penetrate the Nah. <laughs> the, the egg wall. It's so is awesome. it weed? <laughs> is it weed? <laughs> just, it's just gonna be just too lazy. Just bounce yeah. against the wall. It's like, oh man. Like, I'll do it later. I'll, I'll do, do it later, later man. <laughs> but um, yeah, would interesting. You take it? Would you? Yeah, would totally. You do it? Why not? Why not? Definitely. I mean, yeah. But uh, I guess like the whole idea of like the women having to take uh, contraception and like um, do that sort of side of things. Um, has been, you know, like a, such a popular thought, but you know, like I'm all for, you know, like oh, yeah, totally do it. Also, that, but the good thing is also that because their discovery had a win-win side, so this also yeah. helps increasing the speed of the sperm. So for people who have troubles um, making babies, they can help them, yeah. you know, if the if the if the male side has troubles, to increase the speed so they have high chances chances the sperm penetrates the wall. Oh, so it's wow. a, it's a both, you know, it's it's, it's a both-sided thing. It's very cool. Mm. But this said, you know, and because we always had the fear of um, that our population is increasing, um, how do you say it? Uh, wait. <laughs> what? Your airports are running out? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be secretive about it. 
I mean, last episode, I think, if you watched it, um, I didn't have my AirPods plugged in, and so we had to get a little bit distorted. And I started hearing this little do 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 do, which is the sound that there's like twenty percent left. So I mean, in between stories, we might have to pause a little bit while I charge. It takes two seconds, so it's not that's okay. But <laughs> you may have can help me with finding my. I'm I'm losing my English here right now. What is it called? You mm. know, when you have growth and it's kind of like. You know, like what's the world? The X, you know, when it's surge. Well, no, like surge. Like the, it's doubling every time. It's the oh, like um, growth. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not a big help here, Pete. <laughs> no, <laughs> roller coaster. Exponentially, like a... exponentially. Oh, exponential that's growth. The, okay, that's, yeah. That's the word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> roller coaster growth. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how a roller coaster goes. Like. <laughs> exponential <laughs> okay, so you know we were always afraid that you know our population is growing exponentially and at some point mm -hmm. we're gonna run out of space and food we're already like pushing the limit but actually Morris told me this there's actually another research that shows that normally in evolution after exponential growth it plateaus in a sense yeah yeah, yeah. and this what's gonna, what's, what's gonna happen basically to our population we not shouldn't be afraid that you know it's gonna continue it's already there are signs that we slow down Oh, that's good, at least, because we're kind of a bit on the verge of overpopulating. <laughs> like, but the thing is, like, it, it always depends on um, where we are as a culture, because in the Western world, we already have, we are past of, you know, just uh, producing more and more. We have different values mm. about self-growth and, you know, like all this stuff. That's why we don't focus on children anymore and family so much. Whereas maybe yeah. in other countries like, you know, China and India, it's still, um, I wouldn't say it's, it sounds so bad, but don't take me wrong, like some steps behind in terms mm. of um, where the culture stands and what values they have. But if as they grow as well, like they will also have, it will decline or, as well, you know, like that we don't, yeah, right. they don't focus so much on producing, making more kids. But like, do you feel technology has been a part of this? Originally? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think yeah. so. Yeah. Because it's, it's easy to get things, right? Information. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, you look at, um, like you know even app dating apps like tinder and bumble and all those sorts of things right the ability to meet people you would never normally be able to meet um is insane like i mean but then there's the flip side of like you know the grass is greener sort of syndrome where, exactly um you know these apps are generally designed for you to come back and not have a successful relationship you know exactly um, they don't want long-term success on that things so that's why the first thing you do when you open an app is get recommendations on new people you know mm -hmm. and then you have to go to the matched um, things in another tab exactly whatever it is you know so it's kind of like it's a, it's a it's a very anti sort of like approach but you know there's benefits to it right um i met my girlfriend through apps like that you know i never would have met her before that and then you get and then you look at um opportunities like linkedin and things like that um and you know you look at uh all these different websites giving you the ability to to like work one remotely and do all this sort of stuff there's so much new um potential that hasn't even unearthed yet that's why i feel like even thinking about how we would be when we're 80 maybe there's a point where we're just totally an over technology and being connected and doing all that sort of stuff uh, you know yeah I, I do think i mean it's happening already 
I do think, you know, like in the last 10 years, social media really hit our lifestyle. Last 10, 15, no, 10, what was it? 10, 15 years, something like that. Mm. And I, I think now you can, I think you f- can feel in general, like it's more and more people like aware that they spend too much time on these platforms. So <coughs> I think now we have kind of like, first it was like too much, you know, like mm-hmm. we didn't even realize it. And now it's like more like this, okay, wait a second. Maybe we have to reframe this whole thing. How can we live with it without this dominating our life? And I think the conversation right. is, is changing. I, I see it more and more mm. that people are more yeah. aware, like re, even like think about Apple has introduced a screen, how much, how much screen time you have. You know, this is also Did a sign. Actually, once in a while, I think just checking. Does it make any difference? Yeah. Because, but I... But I do think so. Also, like, uh, uh, Leah, like, my girlfriend, she also, like, checks it. It does make a difference. Being yeah. aware, like, oh, shit, okay, I've spent quite a lot of time on this. Hmm. I think the, the conversation is changing, and I think we how we use social media, and we stop letting it dominate our life. It would change, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, because you're, like, we talked about this in the last episode, you're not on social media much, right? No, not much, no. 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 At the moment, I think, I well, think if... Let's put it this way, like if I would see it more like purpose driven, if, for example, I had to use it for if I ever have, you know, like not a, for, for, for my job or whatever, mm. I would totally use it. I even do it like to help people run ad campaigns. But privately, yeah. I'm not using it as much right. anymore. Yeah. Like, so then do you like why not have a business one and why not delete your personal one sort of thing? For because I'm still using for example Facebook and writing messages on it, I have oh, I just you. a message app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But Instagram, I don't I, have I, the I, app on my phone anymore. I just have it. Yeah. But and this is my little trick. You know, like um, when you run ads, you don't run a. Uh, it's always better to run your ads through a private, kind of like private account, um, mm. like you know Gary's interesting finds or something, because people respond better to, you know, some a more trusted, uh, how do you say, personal brand and then you know, like a company brand yeah right yeah, in the sure. ads yeah interesting yeah, yeah i mean that makes sense like and because yeah the personal touches it feels less commercial Co- it's just more corporate you know it's better yeah. what, what what did you like if, if there's a person like actually recommending something or like okay it's a brand mm. of course they recommend it yeah 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 i mean this i think goes into our next topic here um I am going to probably like um, pause it for a second. And by a second, I mean literally just take out my next plug. I mean, to other users, the listeners, it's going to be seamless. Um, but for us, it's going to be, um, it's still recording the same. I think you should put an elevator waiting music, just be honest about it. No, because then that's going to require me having to edit it. We all know that's not, <laughs> not going to happen. Okay, let's, 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 let's be back in one second. There's no cut, no interruption. Okay, three, two, one. And we are back. Look at that. Magic. Nothing. Everything was perfectly smooth during that time. There was... Uh, I did... Yep. There was something. But I did, I'm just going to say that I I know that there's people out there listening who are going, oh, AirPods, you got to charge them and all that. But they're just so... You know, we, we, they're convenient, okay? Like, we can get into it a bit, but the fact is that it's not because they're made by Apple. It's because they're just super, really well done design products. And uh, exactly. charging only takes two seconds. So all this time that you're away was literally only two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, airboards are great. 
even though I don't have them, but I really um, respect the design. It's it's really really good, really well designed. So let's let's but, get into your topic, Peter. Yeah. yeah, I think the the transition I was um, trying to make before my I mean, my airport's charging was that with technology being more and more advanced as time goes on. I'm noticing that I am withdrawing myself from technology. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because that literally my whole career is based on new tech, right? So I'm a product manager. My job is to be on the forefront of new technology and how I know how it could integrate with businesses. But that is exhausting sometimes when technology itself doesn't change all that much. Um, it does over time, but every week when something new is getting announced, it's just literally the same old thing being done. Yep. And that brings me to E3. <laughs> <laughs> like, just maybe, maybe, maybe I, just for context, what, what is the E3 yeah. for non-gaming nerds? Okay, so E3 every year for, I don't know, probably 20 years now. Uh, probably not that long, but a long time. E3 has been the pinnacle every year. Everyone would go to a conference center in LA and um, all the gaming companies and the big gaming companies like Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft would come down and show off everything that they've got um, upcoming for their consoles. Sometimes even new consoles get it announced there, right? So... This year's E3 got held only really last week, I think it was, like, um, I'll say. Like, yeah, it was, last, week, it was right? yeah, yeah, it was this week. I mean, it was yeah, June yeah. 11th to the 14th, yeah. Yeah, there you go, perfect. So, um, you know, that got announced. There was nothing really, I think, huge. Um, a lot of the announcements um, that, that were there were basically things like, and there was only consoles, like nothing new. I mean, there was a console-esque, Service mm -hmm. announced, which we wouldn't go into, and then it was just generally games, right? Um, and this current year's um, a little bit of a sort of a, a rough year because it's kind of like the end of the last generation or the current generation, and there's a new generation that everyone knows is going to come out or be announced next year or the year after, so it's very, very like you know, late stage, but generally that means that you get like some of the best looking visuals and um, games out there mm -hmm. because game companies have gotten to used to the hardware that they've been developing on for the last four, five, six years, whatever it's been, you know? Mm -hmm. So before we get into what we think about it um, and our thoughts, we should probably give a little bit of context about how, you know, what, what makes us special to talk about this I don't, I don't like that word <laughs> no we're, we're not, not special we're not, at all we're not special. we're not special at all but we have worked in the industry you know we have you know um and you studied game design um you worked at crytek as well um i worked at crytek i worked at remedy games um who were there also remedy games were there this year showing off their new title yep um which looks awesome um but the thing is that, you know, we've worked in the industry. We know generally what it, you know, we know what it takes to make a game. And we also know sort of like when something's been announced that doesn't look necessarily real or 
that's mm-hmm. you know, we know we can we can pick those things. So we have a little bit of um, you know hidden knowledge, I guess there. Um, but also, we're both not in the games industry at all. So <laughs> make that a you know. What okay, you I think so. I think I think another reason is just because we are, or we have been, or we are or to some degree still still like very, you know, we have been passionate about games, not as much as maybe we used to, but we're still mm. gamers in a sense, and we grew up with games and you know all this kind of stuff. So I'm still would say I'm still a gamer, even though I don't play as much as I used to. You don't play hardly at all. Like <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it. It's not as much. Like um yeah. nowadays maybe once a week, if at all. But Oh, oh wow. Right. Um that's that's maybe even like I'm pushing here a bit. Like it's maybe like every yeah. once a month probably. But on the other hand I'm still following, you know, game news and you know all this yeah. what's going on a lot. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. But yeah, so what what did, what is your key takeaway from this is real what what okay let's let's do it this way okay? yeah let's first frame this as what's the best thing that you saw there and what's the worst thing that you saw there and then we'll talk about what we stay our stance of gaming in general um, mm. after that okay so what was the best thing that you saw there hmm well it, okay the First of all, I was a bit it was a bit weird this year because normally normally I follow like what how what I do, I wait until it's over and just read like what the biggest highlights and then you know just look at those. But this year yeah. there was just not much there, man. It's like there was like you really had to really look hard to find new things beyond the obvious, for example, beyond the console announcement from Microsoft, you know, Project Scarlet and Cyberpunk already known we, we know it's going to release next year yet yeah. you know cyberpunk i would put this still as my highlight because i'm really looking forward to it i'm a huge um sci-fi game but also like you know cyberpunk genre fan mm. and uh, i really like the studio who is developing cyberpunk um well project scarlet i watched it and i was like yeah cool but it's not, there was much there was nothing really but didn't show any release game like you know launch titles so there's a bit of a what's not much about Scarlet? it what's the new xbox the successor oh, of the xbox okay, one right, okay right gotcha gotcha yeah. which has like you know is four times faster than the xbox one x is like insane yeah. it's like okay yeah. which doesn't mean anything at this point right because like it's less about cpu speed and more about you know like gpu and all sorts of yeah but i think it, i think yeah. that they base it on the teraflops so right if right. that's the case then it's like Wow, it's going to be 24 teraflops. It's just insane. Yeah, yeah. But saying that, um, we all knew it's going to happen. And what I think, though, it it this is really showed that uh, the game console market, as we know, the game market will change completely towards uh, you know a streaming based like with Google Strata, yeah, right, gotcha. and Microsoft. Yeah. So it's going to be all cloud based, and it's yeah. going to change not so, not next year but next five years, I would say. So, um, Project X Cloud got announced, which is yeah, Microsoft's exactly. mm-hmm. one. Um, then there was also Google, which announced a couple of weeks ago, um, Google Stadia, yeah. um, which is their version of it. And Google Stadia has been around for about a year now, and they've mm-hmm. had beta testing last year. And, um, and But this was like, it's out now. I think, it's, you, think you can 
play it now. Um, and so it's kind of like they're moving instead of a console, you can have you can play gaming experiences on anything like a browser. Um, your probably Nintendo Switch, which I feel like that's where they'll you know start get going, um, or your phone, you know hook a Bluetooth controller up to it, even your, you know, Xbox controller, you could probably hook up to it, um, and um, play on a TV using the, mm-hmm. the power of your phone. Um, and it's basically Netflix subscriptions type style surfaces, right? So, um, so what was your favorite thing, though? Well, my favorite, that's the thing, there wasn't this one, f- I you missed have, it this year. I would, I would yeah, still say Cyberpunk, it's just I'm really looking forward to play this game. That's my, my yeah. favorite. Was there one thing that just disappointed you? Was it like even if it's like a overall, um, you know, just? I think I think the overall is three disappointed me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There was nothing. Normally, every every year there was some things like okay, that's cool, but this year was I find it very weak and very. There was no real thing, you know, nothing to remember. Mm. This is three's year. Mm. This year's is three. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, interesting. Uh, for me, I mean. My stance of gaming has been being weathered over time. Like seriously, like I, um, you know how I mean you mentioned it just before. You play like you know probably once a month. Like I would say that I do as well. But even then, um, it's one game. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll follow games, and the only game that I play is Stardew Valley. Like, seriously, like. Because it's just you pick it up. It's it's a de-stress game. There's no action. It's not tense. Um, I don't. I've realized I don't play mobile games anymore. So I'll download and play for five seconds and then delete them because I was just like, they're, well, little crap, you know. Yep. Um, and even you know, like the only times that I would legitimately play gaming outside of Stardew Valley is when friends are over. And I've yeah. got people at my house and I play Mario Kart and, and it's just the go-to games. Like That's why for me, my Nintendo Switch is brilliant, you know? However, I will admit that there are games out there that pique my interest. I know that I probably wouldn't buy them or play them. Uh, oh, sorry, buy them or get a console for them to just play them because I will get bored of it after a while like I do with all the games nowadays. Um, and that to me was, uh, yeah, like uh, Cyberpunk. Um, yeah. Cyberpunk is one, the company behind it. Uh, what's the company's name? I keep forgetting. Let me do quickly a Google yeah. check. So while you're Google checking, um, I think that this company is just really down to earth and hopefully that doesn't change but unfortunately that's not the case with most companies <laughs> at this point. so so it's developed uh, and published by cd project cd project that's right they're a polish company right um, mm-hmm. they're a polish company that when they first started was distributing um games in poland which had renowned um you know really tough uh, market at that point to bring in all the popular games there. So they would go in and right. bring all the popular games in and distribute it. Then they made a little bit of money off that and then they started to use that money and um, rehash um, and try to you know make the older DOS games playable on um, new like, platforms on new windows and things like that. So they started a service called Good Old Games and they put it GOG.com. Right? Oh, they were the people behind it. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know and, that. Um, okay. Yeah. And so they ended up um, doing really well off that. And so they started making their own game, Witcher, which now has become a massive blockbuster franchise, um, creating, making billions of dollars for the companies. They've now turned GOG.com, uh, at goodoldgames.com, to GOG, which is now a Steam competitor. Uh, which oh yes the biggest, yes, yes yes yeah the biggest um, difference between Steam and um, GOG is GOG is entirely DRM free. You can download a copy of your game and play. It. And Whereas I Steam know if you can't. follow this, another thing is actually that's actually now that you you, you triggered this um, mm. this the announcement of GOG two. Have you yeah. read it? Yeah, it was basically you. No, I haven't read it. Like. I What's, it's, what's it's crazy. Like basically, GOG two is a platform where you can combine all your platforms. You're gonna have it's just one thing where you can access to your Steam games, your Epic Store games, your Ubisoft games. Ah. So they cracked it. So it's GOG two. It's gonna be one basically one platform wow. where you can put you can you can give access to your Steam library to this platform, Epic Store, Ubisoft games, EA games, and have it in one platform. That's GOG two. Amazing. Smart. Yeah, that's really good. So they've done all that, and now they're coming out and releasing their next um, franchise, um, which has been in the making probably since 2013. Yeah, got really announced. Um, and you know they don't they don't care. They don't want to rush it. They they own publisher as well, right? Um, and so they've got no one else pressuring them to release a subpar product. Um, but you have a look at you go have a look at Cyberpunk. Um, they got announced and it's huge but not as big as the big surprise at the end fucking keanu raised the being in it oh yeah i mean that was that was insane <laughs> keanu Reeves. classic I, keanu I, I'm actually, it's, it's good yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually for surprisingly like usually i'd be oh no not this celebrity cameo but with keanu Reeves, i was like yeah, yeah keanu Reeves right. is cool you know he's a cool dude he's cool well, hopefully that doesn't change. But he's so down to earth. He's been in a lot of shit lately, but like uh, in good stuff. Like, um, and you know, he's it, it, just such a you know. But I think, but what, what I what I like about CD Projekt or Cyberpunk is like you know, I think this team now knowing also like the background story, they just know how to ex execute. You know, they've yeah. basically bootstrapped everything. They started publishing, then you know, starting GOG with Witcher. They just really know yeah. how to execute on a high level. So yeah, I trust the studio. True. You know, they just how to execute well. And but would you buy a console to play that? Oh, you've got an Xbox, haven't you? I have an Xbox, of course. So I don't yeah. have a problem. I would buy it for yeah. this one. You buy it. Yeah, yeah for sure. So a lot. I would love to buy it obviously and i don't mm -hmm. i don't you know me i have no hesitation to buy a console just for one game and then selling it off many times and sell it <laughs> many times yeah many times i haven't done that for a long time because <laughs> i'm just reasoning you know for for me like what's the point um well the moment there's not much point, I, to be honest there isn't but there's like i'll probably buy a new console when one of the new generation comes out like gta yeah cool you know like i'm on that you know there's there's no way i'm going to pass up gta of course six, you know um but and i'll probably will get the cyberpunk remastered edition when it comes out on that point because there's no way they're making it for current generation consoles they're making but, it for new generation absolutely for sure 
Do you know what I'm, I'm missing at the moment? Why I think why I figured out why I, I I'm, I'm craving for games that I can play, for example, with my girlfriend co-op, but not just you know like yeah games where you beat each other up. Something more profound, something where you can create something. Mm. And you know this there's a bit of an overlooked market there uh, where this back to the social local games where with your girlfriend, mm. your partner, or with your friends. There's not much there to be honest, especially in Xbox One. No. But even Switch, you know, the the, the games you can Switch play is more like, lot. yeah, but but it's more like games where you like you know beat each other up or like you know something against each other or these platformers. But you I think like, this is, is, um, you is this all playing Dr- Dragon Quest Builders and things like isn't that? Yeah, cool? But try, try, yeah, but no, 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 Dragon Quest. Yeah, that, that's gonna come up. The new one is gonna be co-op. The new one. Oh, that's what I'm one's looking forward to. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there is, and I think there's an overlooked market for people where you know just want to play with their partner something mm, cool yeah, something exactly. social you know and i think it's it's completely missing because i've i've Sim- always been a multiplayer game type of game guy yes, really uh, yeah yeah but do you play multiplayer games now like uh, occasionally i play now? at the moment i play sometimes with uh, moritz and laurie or sea of thieves on xbox one okay yeah yeah uh apex and uh that's about it Right. But Sea of Thieves, yeah. for example, is one of these games I love because it's like you just play together and, you know, create your own story and, you know, this is more adventurous. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's because, I, I mean, I don't have that many friends who are into gaming anymore. Right? And, and playing with you guys is really difficult because, like, one, time difference and yeah, two, yeah. the lag in between is just... And, of course, it's the skill level, Pete. I mean, it's like, it's just such a difference. No, come on. Yeah, this is why, like, you know, I, I've beat him in every game that we've played. Every game. <laughs> and know. we know it's a lie because um, you're saying it. We it's know a, it's so true. You have, to emphasize, you have to emphasize it so we know it's a lie, Pete. <laughs> Again, it might be a lie, but every second game, you know, we're pretty even. Uh, <laughs> but you know, and you know, and you know why? Why this made me realize that? Because a couple of weeks ago, I did a we did a small LAN party with two other friends, just three people. I brought my MacBook, which now realizes the worst thing to play on. But yeah, I, I, I I I missed that kind of. This just triggered so many memories of back in the days, which is playing oh, on PC sure. multiplayer and LAN, and it's like this is nice. I missed that. I really missed that. That's the that's yeah. the, that was for me gaming. Always was gaming the social thing, really. Yeah. See, I miss it as well, but I also prefer what I'm doing now with my spare time. You know what I mean? Of course. I just don't have the time <laughs> for it. Like I spent so much time playing games and land uh, at land parties and things like that growing up. Like we'll quake and um you know even over modem like um i was doing quake over a um you know 56k modem um you know with a friends and we'll dial into each other's modems and just play um you know uh, quake uh, one on it and even duke nukem 3d and things like that you know that was back in the first bit with where the internet wasn't really established into what um you can do now you know now you can chuck on steam and launch a multiplayer game and You've got a friends list and it's so easy to you know, start, right? But um, back then, you know, land parties were something a bit different. They were like, you'd go there, swap a lot of um, education books and things like that, right? Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, okay, like I, I totally share your thing because like I'm at the moment spending so much time on other things which, uh, you know, make me a real enjoy. 
But what made me think of this is like I do while I do enjoy watching you know TV series on Netflix and so forth with my girlfriend, I do think I think it would be cool to have something which is not so passive but more active and you can play together. So you know instead of yeah. just watching together two hours a TV series, maybe what about one or two hours playing something together? Which is a bit more active. It yeah, and, you yeah, know yeah, inspires yeah. you. Like it, it triggers more like creativity than just so sitting I, on a couch and passively watching something. I I'm the same. I, I think, but there's always times for that. Like because sometimes you just want to de-stress, and having that f super active thing like is just not really what we're looking for. I mean, my girlfriend is also a gamer and loves Pokemon and um, yeah, you know, like. Um, actually, can kick my ass at Mario Kart, and yeah, you know, she's really good. You know, of course, man, it's well. you, Pete. It's it's not um, hard to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, you wait, Mario Kart. I will this year when you come. It's, it's on. Uh, yeah, practice. But having said that, I feel that what I love about games nowadays is uh, I love the idea of building something. And that's weird. That's why I like Stardew. Uh, you know, you start from scratch and yeah. you build this thing. And it's very methodical. Like, it's very meditative. It's just, you, you do little things and there's no time pressures. There's no time counters like you do on mobile games now where you have mm -hmm. to do this, you know, or you have to wait this long, you know. There's just, you can do whatever you do and the only time you, the only thing you've got is that day. And, you know, there's no penalties for mm -hmm. going to sleep early in the day or doing whatever. But, you know, you just maintain your farm. You, you go into the mines. You, you, you explore. Totally. You go find things. It's really cool. Well, I would love to be able to bring that experience to a mobile device, like, properly, done properly. Um, and, you know, that's something I'm in, even investigating now. Like, um, just for me, just for fun. And, and, and just doing something that I would enjoy playing um, and just seeing if I can create something myself. It'll probably take years, but, you know, whatever. I'm just going to just dabble around it. So games to me has always been one of those things that I will probably always look at. But I look at it now in a different way. I look at it from a technical way and I look to how to take gaming experiences to help um, you know, just you know, people, because I think there's so many th great qualities that games have. Um, exactly. And yeah, I, I, I just I I think that the current types of games that are currently being made are just not me anymore. Like, I, I have the same feeling. Know. I share I share the same experience. I think, and Stardew Valley is such a good ex example because. I like this feeling of Stardew Valley, what it triggers is, you know, like very slow paced, mm. you know, take your time. That's what I also like about Sea of Thieves. You're just on a boat, for example, just on a boat and you yeah, drive yeah, to an, yeah. and it just takes 20 minutes. Nothing happens just on the on the ship and you sail along and that's it. Mm. It's beautiful. And I think, you know, that's this nice. this shared yeah. with a friend is just really cool. And um, yeah, I mean, for example, Leah is also a huge fan of Stardew Valley. She played <laughs> insane amount of hours invested in this game yeah i've seen on your account like it's, it's like something like 80 hours or whatever exactly it's like insane you know? <laughs> but but that's that's what i'm missing a bit like you know like this again slow paced not so much about now that also even like apex it's just insane it's like so fast paced points there like yeah, every yeah. second something happens it's just you're stressed afterwards after playing you know you're just yeah. on 180 that's what I realized, and it's actually it took. Um, there's a, there's quite a few. There's these games that are genius, like really well done. They're called .io games, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
And they're like on the computer, on your mobile, on a couple of other devices. So the idea is this quick twitch, simple, um, you know, uh, repetitious loop Mm -hmm. based gameplay. Um, And there's some really good ones out there. Um, And, you know, you can just go to .io games or whatever it is, I think. I don't know if that's the website, but Google that. You'll find tons of them. There's websites based around it. And I got hooked on them because they're like quick in, quick out sort of games and um, all about skill and um, there's some really good ones. But what I started noticing was this anxiety that I was building. Mm -hmm. I was getting so stressed and tense and feeling like so competitive and it was just this added um, like part of me that I really did not like. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and when I was younger... Fuck yeah, why not? You know, you're, all kids are like that. You're anxiety balls at that age, you know, like, and, you know, but you're with friends and you're playing with them and there's this mm-hmm, com- mm-hmm. competition side of things. And don't get me wrong, that's still fun. Like, you'll find out when you come here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll um, incredibly kick your ass. But, like, <laughs> like, it was, it's just anxiety and I don't like feeling that, especially after work. Like, come home and you yeah, stretch. That's yeah, the, yeah I think, good. and I think that's what I mean as well. Is like, because um, yeah, also like Moritz and other friends played all this, you know, Dark Souls and what's called yeah. oh, this whole this whole like franchise of suffering. <laughs> so Sekiro, yeah. latest game, but oh, you know, Sekiro, yes, yeah, 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 and you know, I tried one. What's it called Bloodborne? Another, yeah, Bloodborne, yeah, yeah. Bloodborne, yeah, and you know the thing is. Uh, I do understand the appeal to it that you know, like this super hard tough challenge and you kind of like just don't give up but I was thinking yeah. man I'm doing this in my real life you know I'm I'm having real life like big challenges I have to you know I'm learning yeah. and growing all the time I don't want to do this at home <laughs> and then you're the beating evening, them when you get home right exactly yeah. like, why, why do I have to continue this in a game where actually basically this doesn't matter at all you know like this yeah. goes through suffering and they okay cool I get it but I'm doing this in my real life, right? Not suffering, but I have, you know, big challenges I have to, I enjoy yeah. tackling them, you know? Why doing this in the game? <laughs> it's like, I don't get this. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, like, with, um, you know, with, you know, what, I, okay, so last week, and I mean, I know you know, but the viewer, uh, the listeners don't maybe know, um, but I spent the weekend uh, with my lovely girlfriend in a tiny house in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of there was nothing i had like really shitty internet connection that all i could do was probably maybe receive a whatsapp text message or a right. plain text message but that's it right so there was no tv as well at all nothing there was nothing in the tiny house it was just a pieces of wood around there's a little stove uh, like a fireplace a tiny little one and the couch and just us beautiful it was incredible. Like the first five minutes, maybe half an hour, or maybe like not that, not that long, but you know, first bit of time, you're you're stressed, right? You're tense. You don't know. You feel you're looking around. You're like, oh, we should have brought a board game. We should have done this. You know, like, um, you know, what are we going to do? Um, and then um, basically, I, you know, you get you get. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean nothing but each other and just watching the fire and it's just it's so beautiful really nice you end up like enjoying 
you know, like real life for what it is than anything digital, anything mm-hmm. entertainment wise. Netflix is great, don't get me wrong. And there's some really good things on there, but um yeah, I just think that Oh man now and now you just opened you open a new door to a whole few new conversation because there's actually a thing. Maybe we'll just we'll just touch it for a brief moment. Okay. Because sorry. I had the same feeling, you know, when uh, when we were at the cabin in Finland, you know, like this simple life where you have mm. five choices. Mm. <laughs> you, you eat, you sleep, you chill, go to the lake, you, you know, go to sauna or you read, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And why do people feel so good when they have so simple choices? It's called The Paradox of Choice. And mm. The Paradox of Choice is a really good book. I, re- I recommend anyone to read it. It's why we feel so sometimes this anxiety level being in a city because there's so much to choose from. And even though mm. you pick something, you still feel bad if this was the right decision. You know, yeah. it's the paradox right. of choice. It's like the more you have, it's actually not better. It's actually, there's actually um, in the book, there's a number where if you go beyond seven choices, it actually becomes, it's worse for you. Because even though, mm-hmm. you know, you can pick from more and you go maybe to a clothing store, to a jeans store. Now there's a levels, you have, I don't know, 10, 15 different kinds of jeans. If you pick one, afterwards you still feel bad. Is this was this the right decision after all? Yeah, yeah. And the same. Yeah. What you just mentioned is like you know, it's about we just have so much going on in the city, and in Netflix as well. Like there's just an abundance of choice. There's so much. Right? So everyone yeah, like read. It's really good. Par- the paradox of choice, yeah, or just some. It's kind of. Yeah. It's so like. It's it's actually kind of. I mean, this is a tip. A terrible sort of like ex- example of it. But um, e-commerce optimization to a checkout, first, yeah. right? So if you're given a choice of a apple, an orange, a pear, and a, and a uh, mango, which one would you do? You know, you're like, oh, shit. Well, what are they? Exactly. Going? You know? Yeah. But if I give you a choice between an apple and a mango, you'd be like, oh, cool. I want the mango. Exactly. The exactly. Apple, you know? like, it's super quick, right? And so too much choice means people will drop off and there's less, less conversion. Exactly. Simplify that choice. And you're there, you know, like that's why the benefits of recommendations from friends for Netflix is one of the huge things, you know, not just Netflix, but in general, mm-hmm. you know, you re- I recommend you, uh, or we're recommending Stargy Valley to everyone. Seriously, go play it. It's super cheap. It's made by one guy. Like, yeah, that is insane. One awesome, guy. right? And yeah. He, you know, he hasn't, he doesn't want to expand out. He still wants to make his next game like with one just on, on his own. Right, he hasn't sold out. He doesn't want it. Just w- wants to take that sort of opportunity to do it. So um, to just do it on his own terms. And I think those sorts of things is what makes life life. And exactly. I, I feel like you know, don't simplify things. That should be the title. Simplify things. Simplify things. Yeah. I think we've got a title. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, but I think um, we came to an end. Yeah. We Did have. we? And, and yes, we have. <laughs> yeah. But, but but when I say simplify things, keep listening to Futurist because it's great content and it makes you think. Exactly. <laughs> no, like really, like if um if you enjoyed this episode, please share it or subscribe. Yeah, please. And um, we know that time is the most valuable thing, so we're very humbled that you actually took your time and invested listening to us because I think time is the most mm. valuable resources we have. So very humbled and uh, thanks for Thank listening. You. Thank you. And yeah. until next time. Thank you so much. And please don't follow us on social media. Yeah, no, don't. That's definitely. Do <laughs> but go to futuristpodcast.com if you want to email us. 
um it's hello at futurespodcast.com um we love hearing all your thousands of emails that you send us um we really appreciate it we apologize for the long response times um we're just trying to get through all of them exactly (laughs) awesome okay but then um that was it until next time guys thank you so much thanks everyone bye